Hey, this is Caleb from Everything Burrito Productions. I wanted to tell you all about the Everything Burrito podcast. The Everything Burrito has something for everyone, like cute animals or serial killers, Nick Cage or Nazis, man-eating lions or swashbuckling Vikings. You get the picture. If there is a story to tell, the Everything Burrito is there to tell it. So come hang out with Gabe and I every Friday. Listen to the Everything Burrito podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday night football. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's Welcome into the podcast. It is NFL Picks with Gabe, week 16. It's an everything burrito production, and we are just wrapping up the season. Can you believe it's week 16? We, we've just got so much to get to today. We've got a lot uh, of matchups on the slate, and, you know, again, we're looking at the playoffs coming up here quick. Uh, that'll be fun, so a lot of implications with that. Uh, but let's just let's go through, take game by game. Um, before we get there, we want to talk about last week. Um, so we had a bad week straight up. We went eight and seven straight up, but we went eight and seven against the spread. And I always say a winning record against the spread. I'll take that. So for the season, we're 133 and 66 straight up and we're 102 and 98 against the spread. So, uh, we'll look to continue to have steady improvement on that. Um, all right, let's get to our games this week, the week 16 slate. Uh, first up is Tampa Bay at Detroit, and this is an interesting matchup uh, because Matthew Stafford's health is in question. So we, we don't know if Stafford is going to be going in this one or not. Um, without Stafford, uh, Detroit is probably a little dead in the water, to be honest. Um, Stafford is an outstanding quarterback. He doesn't get enough credit, and you know he's been existing in this offense for a long time, but uh, mostly this year, he has really, really not had the weapons at his disposal that he's needed in the first place. So uh, while DeAndre Swift is a very good running back, his availability has been uh, not there uh, for for a lot of times. Uh, looks like Swift will play in this one, but he's going up against a really good run defense. We talk about that a lot with the uh, Buccaneers, but that, that front uh, for Tampa Bay is about as fearsome as you get. And, and specifically when it comes to stopping the run. Uh, they just have some really talented guys up front, um, you know, led by Sue and JPP and all those guys. But but really, they they have a uh, a back end of their roster too. Uh, they can come in and just stop the run. So um, you know, it, Tampa in this one, um, they're going up against. Yeah, we 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 think it, it might be Chase Daniel. It might be Matthew Stafford. I always, uh, you know, we don't know in those situations. So sometimes you kind of got to make a call. But I I, I really. I don't know that it matters in this one um, because either way, I kind of look at Tampa having a huge advantage on the defensive side of the ball, mostly because, you know, Galladay has consistently been out, so they don't have that weapon. Uh, Hawkinson's a good weapon. That's that's a nice one. Marvin Jones has stepped up. Quintus Cephas has stepped up. So, you know, they, they have some things rolling for them, but you, you need to be at your, your fullest uh, availability, your, your best health if you're going to take out Tampa. Uh, because their, their defense will uh, stop you. And last week we saw with Tampa's offense, uh, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady starting to get on the same page. Brady looked awful early against the Falcons, but 
you know, as Brady has done a few times this season, we saw him just flip a switch and go off in the second half. And that's the kind of potential that they have. I don't see Brady struggling at any point during this game because he's going up against the Detroit defense uh, that is very maligned, very beat up, and just, again, doesn't have the straight-up talent to begin with. So um, in this one, even if it's Stafford, I think Stafford will keep it close if that's the situation. Uh, If this is Chase Daniel, uh, he absolutely won't keep it close. Um, I'm looking at Tampa just kind of, they're, they're starting to get that momentum right before the playoffs here. Uh, so we're taking the Buccaneers in this one and we're taking the Bucs to win a 30 to 20 over the Lions. Um, Tampa's eight and a half point favorites. So we'll take Tampa to win straight up and to beat the spread in that one. Let's talk 49ers at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the, the key in this game, Kyler Murray. Murray is back into his early season form. Murray's looking really good. He's got that strong connection with DeAndre Hopkins, as we know. Uh, we've we've come to trust that uh, with Kyler. I love Kyler Murray. I love to watch him play. Uh, he's going up against a tough defense here. Um, so let's let's be let's be frank about that. Uh, San Francisco, for for as injured as they are, week to week they are performing very well. And um, yeah, I mean I. I say that, and I know Dallas beat him last week, but look at the total yards in that game. Uh, San Francisco should have won that game. The defense played assignment sure football. They played very, very well for the most part. Um, the game got out of control because of offensive turnovers. Anyway, uh, that's not what I'm focusing on here. I'm saying San Francisco's defense is solid. Um, they're solid. Kyler and the Arizona offense is spectacular. And not all the time. Um, but I, I think that they just they make some big splash plays and it's hard to contain them consistently. So while I really like San Fran's defense and I like the way that that the corners are playing and I'm a, I'm a big Fred Warner fan, um, you know, and, and, and he'll he'll make an impact And San Francisco's defense will make an impact. But you're not going to limit Kyler Murray uh, and, and the Arizona offense from from making some plays. And so they're going to put some points in the board and that that puts it on the San Francisco offense to answer. And Nick Mullins, while not not a terrible quarterback, he's a mistake prone quarterback. And and that just doesn't fly, Um, especially under pressure. Mullins does bad. Um, I mean, it could honestly Shanahan could make the decision to go with C.J. Beathard at quarterback in this one. We don't know. But um, and I'm not sure that that's going to be a significant change either way. Because Arizona's been able to get some pressure on the quarterback. That's that's a big change for Arizona. Um, they've been getting after it. Uh, Hassan Reddick has been a big piece of that. Uh, their defensive backfield is making some plays. Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker are out there making plays. Um, so while San Fran has some good weapons, they have a good running game, which yeah, you know I think could get going in this game. And you know if if Mullins plays or Bethard plays mistake free. In this one, I mean, honestly, just on paper and and, and through coaching, I, I I really like the 49ers, um, but I just don't trust Mullins to play mistake free. So for that reason, I'm basically in this one. I think it comes down to Nick Mullins versus Kyler Murray, who who play who makes more plays and who plays more mistake free. And, uh, you know, you got to tip your cap to Kyler Murray on both of those front so even though I think San Francisco is a very capable team and, and they're very well coached um I, I'm taking Arizona on this one so I'm going Cardinals 28 49ers 20 
the Cardinals are four and a half point favorites, so we're taking them to win it, and we're taking them to win against the spread as well. Uh, Miami at Las Vegas. Uh, so Vegas had kind of an interesting week. Derek Carr went down with an injury last week, and you know you saw him against the Chargers. Uh, wow, Mariota looked good in, in relief of Derek Carr for the most part. Um, you know, we just talked about Nick Mullins making too many mistakes. Well, Mariota made too many mistakes, but wow, you saw the quarterback uh, that that we all loved when he was at Oregon, right? You all saw the quarterback that that everybody loved in his first couple seasons in Tennessee. Mariota um, has an unbelievable skill set. He has great running ability, uh, nice quick release. Um, you know, he's he's got he's got the ability to get the ball. Uh, down the field and and throw the deep outs. Uh, I like Mariota a lot, but Vegas is falling apart. Um, you know they're, they're beat up, they're banged up, they're they're disappointed. You know mentally, I think they might be broken a little bit. Um, whereas Miami is surging. Um, I think Tua Tonga Valoa is really really coming into his own here. Um, I expected last week to see Belichick tear him apart. Uh, but Tonga Valoa played really well, even with some of his weapons missing. Um, I don't know if he's going to get those weapons back this week. It doesn't, I don't know that it matters because Miami going up against a Raiders defense that's super beat up and just not that good to begin with. Um, they're going to struggle to get uh, pressure on, on Tonga Valoa. Tonga Valoa is going to hand the ball off to uh, Salvin Ahmed, who's been really, really good, um, or maybe Miles Gaskin if he's back in this one. But, you know, I really like Miami. Uh, just as a team, they're so well constructed. Brian Flores is doing such a good job coaching them. And uh, really, the, the Raiders are overmatched in this game um, because Miami's just a more talented team. And defensively, they're far more talented. Uh, so even if Mariota plays very, very well, um, I could see the, the Raiders hanging around in this one. Uh, but again, we talked about him making some mistakes last week. Well, he's probably going to make some mistakes this week as well because everybody makes mistakes against the Dolphins. Xavier uh, Howard and Byron Jones are playmakers uh, back in that secondary, and that's a big deal. Andrew Van Ginkle is an excellent linebacker uh, for the Dolphins, always making plays. So, you know, I, I really, well, I'm sure Darren Waller will have another great week. I don't expect to see Ruggs and Aguilar really uh, get too involved in this game uh, because of the good corners there for for the Dolphins. And I really see Tonga Valoa continuing to, you know, if Belichick couldn't stop him, I, I don't see a way that the Raiders defense significantly slows him down. So <clears throat> in this game, uh, I'm taking the Dolphins 24 to 19 over the Raiders. And Miami is two and a half point favorites. So we got them covering that spread and getting the win straight up. Um, Atlanta at Kansas City is our next game. And uh, Kansas City is one of my favorite teams to watch. And they should be one of your favorite teams to watch too. Because if you like football, you like Patrick Mahomes. I, I've been saying that, right? And Mahomes puts on a show week to week. And, you know, he, he it doesn't matter who he's throwing to, whether it's Kelsey, whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's Mecole Hardman, doesn't matter. Um, Mahomes is just terrific. He's had offensive line issues this year. Here's 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 the amazing thing about Patrick Mahomes. He's had some bad offensive line issues where he's been under pressure quite a bit, probably more so than in his first few seasons. Mahomes has been under pressure this year, uh, but he finds a way 
to make plays no matter what. So in this game, he's going up against Atlanta, and Atlanta is just not a great defense. Uh, their, their defensive backfield in particular, just not that great. Um, they can stop the run a little bit, um, but Atlanta's going to give up a lot of points to Mahomes because Mahomes going to cherry pick it, right? He's going to find Tyreek. He always does. Kelsey's going to go off. And um, I, I really see the Chiefs getting out to an early lead in this one and then probably taking their foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe getting Lev Bell revved up for the playoffs. Uh, that's how I see this game playing out. Um, you know, defensively, Kansas City has some holes. They haven't always played very well. Um, and they're going up against Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan has been very good this year um, for for who Matt Ryan is. I'm not, I'm not trying to put Matt Ryan as like he's not upper echelon or anything. But he's continued to battle. He keeps finding his targets. He puts up a lot of yards. Um, you know, his red zone uh, production could have been better this year. But um, with or without Julio... Uh, Matt Ryan has played very, very well. He's kept on battling. I, I appreciate his mental toughness because, you know, the Falcons have collapsed time and again, right? So that's been tough on a team mentally just to keep coming back from that. But Ryan's found a way to to continually kind of take the team on his back and, and continue to, to keep fighting. And they had another collapse last week against Tampa. And I trust Matt Ryan is going to uh, rebound from that just fine. Um and again, with or without Julio, I think he can find Calvin Ridley and some of his other targets here, Hayden Hurst and, and whoever he's got, um, whether it's Russell Gage or whatever. But um, in this one, because the Chiefs defense really has some holes, we, we talked about that. And that being the case, I, I think Ryan will put up some points. I, I just he can't keep up with Mahomes and the Chiefs, though. So, you know, in this one, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I'm going to go Chiefs 37, Falcons 31 and a little bit of a shootout. Um the Falcons are 10 and a half point underdogs, so we'll take them to cover that spread. But uh, yeah, definitely taking the Chiefs to win this one straight up. That brings us to Chicago at Jacksonville. Uh, the Bears are a conundrum. Um, Mitchell Trubisky did his best to try to throw the game away last week against the Vikings and uh, couldn't do it. The Bears defense was too good. And, and the Bears the week before that, you saw them decimate and destroy the Texans. Um, the Bears defense is really, really good, and they're finding ways to win with Trubisky at quarterback. Doesn't mean Trubisky's the answer, but it certainly means that the Bears continue to roll. In this one, they're going up against a Jacksonville defense that just, they're really not capable of stopping anybody at this juncture. And I, I mean, I don't hate the Jacksonville defense. In fact, they have some good pieces. Um, I mean, I, I really like their young pieces and Josh Allen as an edge rusher. And uh, C.J. Henderson is a great man-to-man cornerback. Uh, he's a rookie, but, you know, he's, he's very good. Um, Bears just have too many weapons. It's a funny thing to say, but uh, David Montgomery has been running, like, just wildfire over everybody. Um, just running with determination and uh, pounding the rock, but, like, he's got some explosiveness. Um, David Montgomery, who who knew? This guy really, really put it together in the late stages of the season here. And then, you know, Anthony Miller and Darnell Mooney, uh, Allen Robinson, of course, um, and even like Cole Komet getting involved and stuff. So Trubisky has, and let's let's give credit where credit's due, honestly. Um, the Bears' offensive line has been playing off the charts, just driving people off the ball um, on that offensive line. 
powering that run game. So Jacksonville's not going to offer a whole lot of resistance to that. Um, you know, I could definitely see uh, the Bears rolling up some some yards on the ground in this one. Um, Jacksonville, meanwhile, uh, they're a team that's a little lost. Sounds like James Robinson might be shut down for the year. Uh, Gardner Minshew's back at quarterback, but, you know, you're going up against a Bears defense that's super good. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying they're not the old monsters in the midway, and they're not the 2018 defense, but they're still really good. Khalil Mack is one of the top players in the game, and, you know, he's got help. He's got friends. Eddie Jackson, Roquan Smith, you know, he's got some good help on that defense as well. So, um, you know, I like to see, I think the Bears will probably keep this one, you know, low scoring, control the tempo of the game, keep David Montgomery involved, keep the ball out of Trubisky's hands to the level that they can. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Bears winning this one, and I'm going to go Bears 22, Jags 13. Uh, the Bears are seven and a half point favorites, so we've got them covering that seven and a half points um, fairly easily. I think it'll be a little bit of a snoozer, and, and the Bears get the easy win. All right, the uh, next game we have to talk about is Cincinnati at Houston. Uh, Cincinnati, <laughs> both of these teams have nothing to play for, really. Uh, they're both better off losing this game. The team that's going to lose the game is, is Cincinnati. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this game because it's meaningless. Um, but uh, Ryan Ryan Finley is, yeah, he's, he's not great. Um, Joe Mixon might be back in this one. I don't know why the Cincinnati coaches would even want to bring him back to, to put more wear on his tires in this one. You know, if I'm the Cincinnati coaches, I just uh, keep starting Gio Bernard. Um, you know, the, the Cincinnati offense, it can be okay, um, but but it's just going to be substandard without Burrow, and there's there's really no reason um, to, to even to even go for a victory here. You want to good keep your good draft slot. Um, Houston is a team that that's, they're a little bit more of a veteran team. Deshaun Watson, um, you know, they had a really disappointing game last week against the Colts, um, where they almost won it. Um, and you know, Houston too, they're, they're just having a dead end season, um, kind of overcoming some, some obstacles that Bill O'Brien, uh, placed in, in their, in their way. Um, Houston's defense is very limited, but again, I just, I don't see Cincinnati being able to really exploit that to to a, a great degree um and then houston uh, they they have an explosiveness to them and, and the reason they do is because of deshaun watson it's it's nothing else um maybe brandon cooks uh him, him being in the lineup is is a really good thing for watson uh but overall it's just like that's that's the explosive element they have cincinnati's defense um can play tough uh you saw that against uh the steelers i think this is a this is a really tough, uh, well-coached defense as far as Cincinnati goes. And they have some individual performers that are very good, like, you know, Jesse Bates. But um, overall, uh, Houston just has that offensive firepower uh, due only to Deshaun Watson. They have the offensive firepower uh, to get the ball down the field, um, to make a few plays, and and that's a big deal. A lot of times, matchups come down to quarterbacks and – you know, Watson here is way, way superior to Ryan Finley. And I, I think that this Houston team just has more of a a veteran presence that's going to just push to win a game like this. Um, and I think Cincinnati is being a little overrated just because they, they beat a, a Steelers team that that is just awful. 
the Steelers team, you know, everybody still thinks of them as that team that that surged out to an 11 and 0 uh, start, and and that's not the Steelers right now. They are they are pitiful. Um, Cincinnati is a mentally tough team, and and they they followed through and uh, executed their game plan. That's great. Um, but but really, they're being a little overrated because of that victory. And Houston, Houston's the right choice on this side. Um, we're going to take the the Texans to win this one. Deshaun Watson's going to put up a few points, and he's going to be more than than Finley can keep up with. So we're going Texans twenty six. Uh, Bengals 14, Houston is nine and a half point favorites. So we're taking the Texans to cover that uh, nine and a half points as well. Um, Cleveland at the New York Jets. Uh, so the Jets got their first victory the other day, uh, thereby giving that first overall pick. If, if uh, neither team wins another game between them and Jacksonville, Jacksonville will get the first overall pick. So, uh, you know, what does that mean for the Jets? Um, are they going to build around Darnold? We'll see. But, um, yeah, a lot of people are, um, you know, really singing the Jets' praises as far as their ability to, to get that W, and that's fine, but um, I think it had more to do with the Rams just being unprepared, sloppy, overthinking it, and being too cute uh, than it did with the Jets being great. Now, the Jets have been playing better in recent weeks, and I mean, even on the pod, I, they were we said, hey, 16 and a half points, too much of a spread last week, right? So we took the Jets and we're happy with that. I didn't think they'd win straight up, but, uh, you know, I I knew that they were going to cover that spread. Um, In this one, Cleveland's nine and a half point favorites, and that's that's a pretty big spread. But the Browns have been playing excellent football. Uh, The Browns are really surging at the right time. Got to give props to Kevin Stefanski. Uh, he's done an excellent job coaching this team. It's amazing. Uh, the Browns surge has coincided. And I'm not saying that this is, you know, that the, they're a better team without Odell Beckham. But the Browns surge has coincided with Beckham going down with an injury. And uh, the Browns just committed to that run game with Kareem Hunt and notably Nick Chubb. And Baker Mayfield has just played really, really solid football. You know, and, and that's the thing. Mayfield isn't a great quarterback. But he's a really good quarterback when he's got his play action game working. Um, you know, it's a common thread in the league all around. You've got certain quarterbacks, they're just they're they're awesome no matter what you do, even if you surround them with nothing. You know, quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson. Uh, we just talked about that. Quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter what you surround them with, they're gonna make the most of it. And then there's quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield. When he has nothing around him, when he has a poor run game, when he's being asked to be the primary playmaker. Uh, he's going to look like one of the, the worst quarterbacks in the league. Conversely, you you give him a little bit to work with as far as the play-action game. You roll him out. You use him the way that Stefanski's using him. And Mayfield looks like a really, really top-tier quarterback. And that's what he's been playing like. So in this one, he's going up against the Jets defense, which their, their front line, real good. Quinn and Williams, really, really solid. Their their defensive line has been playing really well. And, and their linebacking core has been playing decent. Um, but the, their secondary can be exploited, and Mayfield will exploit it. Uh, Stefanski will scheme. You know, he's not going to look past the Jets. Uh, Stefanski's a really good coach, and he's got him locked in. Um and Nick Chubb is going to get his yards no matter what because he is running uh, next to Derrick Henry. It's like we got little Derrick Henry as Nick Chubb because Chubb and Henry are the two best running backs in the league right now as far as just they get it done no matter what they're facing right now. So, yeah, in this one, obviously, Cleveland's going to put up some points. 
Um, we, tr- we trust that run game. I trust uh, Mayfield with that play action. So Cleveland's going to get their points. Uh, the Jets on offense have looked better. Uh, you know, Darnold is a decent quarterback. Again, <laughs> he's kind of similar. When you surround him with good talent, when you protect him, uh, he, he looks a lot better. Uh, coming up against Cleveland here, I expect to see Miles Garrett get some pressure on him. I think that's going to factor in. Um, I expect to see uh, the Cleveland defense be a little opportunistic. And while, I, you know, hey, look, I think the Jets can put up a few points here. I don't think they're going to keep it super competitive and close because, um, yeah, again, the, the Rams, the Rams just overlooked the Jets. The Browns are not going to do the same thing. And so in this one, I'm taking the Browns to win this one 30 to 20 over the Jets. Um, the Browns are nine and a half point favorites, so we got them covering that. Wouldn't be surprised if Darnold kept this closer than that. Um, so I'm certainly not saying that that the Jets are just going to get blown out of the water here. But I think Cleveland is a really solid playoff team, and, and I don't think that they're going to look past uh, this this Jets team. Or, yeah, this Jets team. Um, Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Uh, this game is. Uh, one I really like this week. I really like this game. And I'm, I'm saying from the perspective of, and I'll just say this straight up, uh, I love the Colts in this spot. And the reason I love the Colts is, I mean, have you seen this Steelers team? Have you seen how bad Ben Roethlisberger looks? I mean, let's just go through this quick. Uh, Roethlisberger looks injured. He looks old. He looks incapable of getting the ball further than 10 yards down the field. Uh the, the team in general, and I'm not saying like the offensive line, it, it hasn't been playing tremendously or anything like that. Uh, they're not the problem, but uh, part of this too, it doesn't matter. Like Chase Claypool is a great receiver, uh, but he's a great receiver when he gets deep. Roethlisberger can't get him the ball. Uh, Juju can't get separation. He can't hang on to the ball when, he, when he's got separation. Deontay Johnson's dropping everything. Uh, you got no run game to speak of. The Steelers' offense is inept. And their defense is not playing as bad as that offense. But, you know, one unit kind of goes like the other sometimes because it's discouraging as a defense when your offense can't get it done. So as a defense, uh, the Steelers, they're really solid. But uh, with this offensive unit just being unbelievably bad, I mean, just just not capable of much. Um, and you're going up against a Colts team that is really, really good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, this Colts defense is, is really fun to watch. They're really good. They get pressure on the quarterback. Um, they are really assignment sure. Uh, they're not leaving some wide open gaps or people uncovered or anything like that. And, you know, their, their secondary is disciplined. Um, Darius Leonard is one of the top defensive players in the game. He's a playmaker from the linebacker position. Um, and, and, and they're just a team that's going to destroy the Steelers, uh, defensively here. Defensively, the Colts are going to destroy the Steelers offense. Uh, on the other hand of it, uh, the Colts offense is built for this time of year. Uh, Phillip Rivers has been playing better in recent weeks than he did at the start of the season. And so is the entire offense. T.Y. Hilton's been playing a lot better. Uh, the the Colts' running game has been really getting going. And the Colts' offensive line is an elite unit, uh, led by Quentin Nelson. An elite unit that, while, well, look, the Steelers' defense is good, and I admit to that. But at the same time, 
the the Colts offense is going to get a few points. I don't know if the Steelers can match anything because if they're getting points in this one, um, it's going to have to come from like what special teams or defense or just, you know, maybe, maybe getting one touchdown offensively. Um, I don't know. We'll give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt and say that they can put up 14 points in this one, but I got the Colts beating the Steelers in this one, 21 to 14. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's generous. I'm very confident in a Colts victory here. Uh, Colts, uh, favored only by two and a half. So really good, very confident pick in that one to take the Colts, um, straight up and against the spread in that one. Uh, New York Giants at Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Giants are a team that we don't know if they're starting Colt McCoy at quarterback. We don't know if they're starting Daniel Jones. Won't matter too much. The Baltimore defense has been uh, really, really good against poor uh, offenses. So, you know, we saw them destroy Jacksonville last week. No reason to think that it'll be any different against the Giants. Um, Giants offense has been a little bit hot and cold, uh, but but really against Baltimore, they're coming into their own a little bit. Calais Campbell and uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Patrick Queen. and I, I mean, the, the, the Ravens have a defense there that's capable of being one of the top units in the league. They haven't played up to their potential yet, but I think they're surging in the right direction. And their offense is too. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks better uh, since that comeback victory against the Browns. He looks better uh, than he has all season long. And they look like they're finally developing that running game to really, really just jam it down people's throats here. And while I, I don't trust the Ravens receivers, um, you know, to, to perform consistently, I'm saying they, they got some playmakers out there. I'm a big fan of Hollywood Brown. Um, but this time of year, you need guys that are that are going to just out muscle you. Maybe that's Dez. Uh, Dez scored a touchdown last week. Uh, that was crazy. But, um, you know, I just I don't love I don't love the Ravens uh, passing game so much, but I love their running game and against the giants who, who have, you know, been a stingy stop unit at times. And again, uh, their defensive line is led by two really nice run stoppers in Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Um, in this one, the, the Ravens are just going to be too much. Their, their offensive line has really come together in recent weeks. Um, earlier in the season, it was such a big story that, you know, without Ronnie Stanley, this team was, was just not the same. Um, but, but really they, they've gelled again. The Ravens offensive line is gelled and I expect to see the Ravens put up uh, a crooked number against this Giants team. And I'm taking the Ravens to win this one 37 to 23 over the Giants. I don't think it matters who starts at quarterback for the Giants. They're going down in this one and the Ravens are 11 and a half point favorites. So we're taking them to cover that spread. I see this one playing out pretty similar to the Jacksonville game last week. Let's talk Denver at the Chargers in this one. So uh, Denver is a team that, that again, they go with their quarterback. We talk about this week in and week out. Drew Locke, he can be inconsistent. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's bad, which Drew Locke shows up, right? And the Chargers, uh, they're, they're an interesting team that way, too, because they're dealing with uh, having a young quarterback. That's not always easy. Uh, Justin Herbert's a really, really quality quarterback, but it depends on what kind of looks he's given. Uh, from the defense. I think Denver's defense, while they've been up and down because of injuries and suspensions too, because, you know, Bouye's out and everything. But in this one, I expect to see the Denver defense get after uh, Herbert, maybe present some different looks. Herbert has struggled at times with, with good defensive schemes. And I think Denver has a good defensive scheme. I think they're capable of causing a little bit of confusion. 
Uh, naturally, you know, Austin Eckler is is in for this matchup. That's really good for for Herbert. But I, I just I trust the Denver defense in this spot, and and I don't trust the Chargers defense. So I expect to see maybe a hot week from from Drew Locke. Um, you know, things can come together for him. You know, last week was rough for Locke because he was going up against a, a Buffalo defense that that was you know very good. And I think this week, you know, we, we saw even last week he had a good connection with Noah Fant. Uh, expect to see that continue. Probably get his uh, his boundary receivers involved a little more in this one, too. And basically, I just think it comes down to uh, Justin Herbert against uh, Vic Fangio defense. Uh, Fangio's going to leave things complex enough where um, it's going to be difficult for, for a rookie quarterback. And, you know, Herbert will get his. But I think if Locke can keep pace just a little bit, I think we're going to see the Broncos emerge on top in this one. Uh, like that Denver defense a lot. Um, so, some really underrated guys uh, on that Denver defense. You got Johnson in the middle there. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb got his first Pro Bowl, but you know he's he's an impact player. Um, yeah, the, the Broncos defense is is a little underrated. So anyway, we're taking the Broncos to win that one, 29 to 27 over the Chargers. Uh, Broncos are three and a half point underdogs in this one. So, uh, we're taking them to, uh, to beat that. It's an underdog upset special there and taking the Broncos to win it straight up and against the spread. All right. Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this one's interesting. Carolina's two and a half point underdogs. And let me just say, I just Washington's offense, um, specifically because Dwayne Haskins is quarterbacking. I, I don't hate Haskins, but he just he doesn't look right, and you know so Washington's offense has just been very inconsistent and not up to snuff. And now you're going up against a Carolina defense that is is a little underrated. They got a lot of young guys, but they can really really play up to potential. And you know you, you got some veterans in there. Trey Boston is one that that uh, you know he'll knock a few people around. Um, but yeah, I think this Carolina defense is is going to really derail uh, Washington's chances in this one. And, and I think that Carolina, while they, they haven't been very good offensively, and, and I think the Washington football team will push them around a little bit because, uh, you, you know, I'm in love with Jonathan Allen and Chase Young and that defensive front for Washington. But uh, Teddy ball game, uh, Teddy, will, Teddy will make some throws. Um, you know, they, they got the receiving weapons and, and they got Mike Davis. Um, so because I don't think this will be Christian McCaffrey in this one. Uh, so, so Carolina's got the weapons, and Washington just doesn't have a quarterback who can execute. Um, unless this is Alex Smith. If it's Alex Smith, it kind of changes things a little bit. But I think either way, either you're looking at a healthy Dwayne Haskins or a banged-up Alex Smith going up against a really quality Carolina stop unit. Derek Brown is just surging. He's really becoming a game wrecker there for Carolina's defense. So, you know, in this one, I, I like Carolina's defense enough where I, I, I'm – feeling comfortable taking them to get the straight up victory even as a two and a half point underdog uh so we're taking carolina to win this one over washington 24 to 20 um all right so philadelphia at dallas uh l- let me let me eat some humble pie let me do it uh because jalen hurts uh has really been a good change for philadelphia i i didn't believe in this kid um but he has been a good change for philadelphia uh, so that, that Eagles team, um, maybe they're a little underrated now because we're still looking at them as the team that was quarterbacked by Carson Wentz when Wentz just couldn't do anything. 
Um, Wentz is broken. I mean, absolutely. But uh, Hertz really opens things up for this Philadelphia team. Uh, Miles Sanders is running much, much better uh, with that kind of RPO threat that's going on there with with Hertz. Um, so that's a big deal. So with Philly at Dallas here, uh, the Cowboys are a team that has, you know, they've they've fallen out of contention at points and then they've looked like oh they're they're back in well it's the nfc east right so what's contention but um anyway they they looked good um to some to some eyes against the 49ers i was not particularly impressed uh with what they did there um i kind of feel like they they escaped with a victory on the basis of a, of a couple turnovers and you can't count on that every week and really hurts is the quarterback who you hope that he's going to just take good care of the ball, make plays where he can. And so far, he's, he's played very smart. Um, so I, I like the Eagles quite a bit in this spot for that reason. I don't think Dallas really has a great uh, run-stopping unit, so I expect to see Miles Sanders perform quite well. And on the other end of the spectrum, uh, for the Cowboys' offense, they're going to struggle a little bit because Philly's defensive line is really, really good. Um, you know, we know about Fletcher Cox, we know about Brandon Graham, we know about Derek Barnett, all these guys, right? And so, so they're going to make life hard uh, on Andy Dalton there. And you know, I I know that Dalton has some good weapons, and one of his weapons is Tony Pollard. Um, Pollard looked better than Ezekiel Elliott has looked all year long uh, last week. So that's an interesting development. We'll see what happens there with the the Dallas running game. Um, you know, Elliott's been banged up. But in this one, I, I just I don't see Dallas having the ability to to get the ball downfield to, to Gallup and Lamb and Cooper to the extent that they would want to because of that Philly front four being so solid. And I think they're going to struggle to run the ball as well because, you know, Philly has the ability to control the line of scrimmage. Dallas's offensive line is not what they were. Uh, they're not very good right now. And so Dallas is going to struggle in this one. And I, I, at this point, I've seen enough evidence to believe in Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a pro bowler or a great quarterback or a franchise savior, um, but he's good enough to beat Dallas this week. So um, I'm taking the Eagles to win this one, 26-23 over the Cowboys. And Philly's one-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, so we'll ride with with Philly on, on all fronts on this one. Uh, let's talk Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Rams had a horrible horrible showing against the Jets and and all I can say is I just think they looked past them I think they they absolutely thought that they could just sleepwalk their way through that game and you know they're not going to do the same thing to Seattle here so the Rams are are a team that's going to be without Cam Akers Daryl Henderson's going to be taking the the carries Uh, Jared Goff uh, will be uh, trying to break down this Seattle defense and I think he'll probably do a pretty good job of it now Seattle's defense has played better in recent weeks but they still don't have a pass rush and a pass rush is the key to stopping Jared Goff so with, with that in mind knowing that Goff will probably have a clean pocket to throw to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup um, I, I think that this game looks very promising for the Rams to have a nice bounce back performance along with that you have Jalen Ramsey Ramsey uh, will shut down or at least force Wilson to look away from time to time from his favorite target in DK Metcalf. And and I know, look, Seattle has gotten more balanced. They're using Chris Carson on the ground more, and that's great. Um, But in this game, I I really see the Rams as a team 
that's going to have a strong bounce back. I like their defense quite a bit here against Seattle. I just think they match up well uh, against Seattle. So uh, in this one, as much as everybody's kind of hopping off the Rams bandwagon after they lost to the winless New York Jets, I think you'll see Sean McVay get his team in order here and really have a strong bounce back week. Uh, I love Russell Wilson, but you know, in, in this spot going up against a Rams defense that's been tough all year long, except when they play the Jets, apparently. Um, you know, I expect to see the Rams and and the, the uh, Seahawks have a, a classic matchup in this one. It'll probably be a tight game, but but I'm taking the Rams to win it. I'm taking uh, Rams 33, Seahawks 27. Uh, the Rams are one and a half point underdogs, so it's an upset special. Um, but you know, that's it's kind of a flip a coin game, and I could see Wilson pulling it out at the end too. But uh, but I, I like the Rams a bit in that spot. Uh, Tennessee at Green Bay. Um, so you know. If you listen to the pod, you know I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. I love what he does this time of year. He just starts rolling people over, and no matter who stands in his way, Derrick Henry's going to plow you over. This Tennessee offense is really quite brilliantly constructed that way because Henry is a mauler. And with that, you know, you want to pack the box, right? You want to bring everybody up to try to stop Derrick Henry, and when you do that, you have two not one, but two elite receivers on the boundary for Ryan Tannehill to hit on play action. Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are both excellent, excellent receivers. And this Tennessee offense is going to be hard to stop. And the team to stop it is not the Green Bay Packers. Uh, This team matches up very poorly with Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee with Derrick Henry running the ball is going to absolutely slaughter the Packers defense. Now, you know, on the other side of the ball, you got Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is is rolling. Um, you saw him struggle a little bit with Carolina. Carolina has a talented defense. Um, I, I really, really think that Rodgers will put up a few points, but I, I really think Green Bay is going to struggle to keep up with Tennessee's offense in this one. And they're going to be demoralized by Derrick Henry's running. Um, I expect to see Henry have a giant day. I expect to see Tannehill put it up a lot. And, of course, um, you know, Packers have a, a great cornerback uh, in, in Jair Alexander. The other DB, uh, Kevin King, has been beat quite a bit. So uh, the way I see this playing out, Derrick Henry's going to demoralize the Packers. They're going to bring uh, everybody down into the box. And at that point, Tannehill is able to go over the top with one-on-one coverage, uh, Corey Davis versus Kevin King, and, and we take Corey Davis in that matchup. So... In this one, it's not that I don't think Aaron uh, Rodgers can get it done. Um, he absolutely will put up some points. He's going to hook up with Devontae. Uh, Robert Tunyon has been uh, incredible. Aaron Jones is running great. Uh, he's finding his other targets. That's great. And I don't think Tennessee's defense really has the horses to stop him. Although, uh, look out for Jeffrey Simmons. If they can get Simmons matched up with that Packers interior line that has been struggling, uh, that's a mismatch for Tennessee. I really like Tennessee in this game. Um, so I'm taking the Titans to win this one straight up. Uh, we're going Tennessee 37, Packers 32. Uh, Tennessee is three and a half point underdogs, so we're taking them against the spread and to win straight up, it's an upset special. All right, last game of the week: Buffalo at New England. Uh, Buffalo's surging. You know they they are looking like a a very solid playoff team. Josh Allen has has been playing really really well. Um, their defense has really been stepping up and, and looking awesome. Some of their young guys, 
uh, doing really, really good. Um, probably the biggest thing that's happening, though, is honestly just Allen to Diggs, right? It's it's always a connection. It's always there. Diggs is always open. And Cole Beasley is, is kind of the straw that stirs the drink there uh, for this offense. So he's been playing really, really well. And you might be thinking, well, they're going up against the Patriots, Belichick. Okay, uh, this Patriots team has kind of folded up and died. Part of that has to do with Stefan Gilmore being out. So Gilmore's not going to play in this one. So Diggs is going to be able to run free. Um, Patriots have other good defensive players. I'm not trying to say that their entire defense is built around uh, Stephon Gilmore. And in fact, I like other guys in their secondary. I'm a big fan of JC Jackson and Kyle Duggar and some of these guys, but um, the Bills are putting up points on everybody right now. So they're definitely going to put up some points against the Patriots. And conversely, uh, are the Patriots capable of scoring against a tough, stingy Bills stopping unit? Um, tough to say. I don't think they're going to do very much. Um, Cam has looked bad in, in recent weeks. And their running game can be really, really good. But uh, the Bills defense is is decent at stopping the run and they can load up against the run they don't have to worry about being beat over the top because the Patriots just have nobody that can do that for them um so you know in in this spot I just don't see a a road where the Patriots keep this one necessarily close and at this point I think the Patriots are um kind of kind of punting on the season a little bit so uh we're going bills 27 patriots 17 um bills are six and a half point favorites so we're taking them against the spread and to win straight up well that's going to do it for all the matches this week um but just want to take a second to hit on 10 fantasy guys if you're in the fantasy championship this weekend uh 10 fantasy guys uh that that you want to keep an eye on um, otherwise, if you're doing daily fantasy too, just something to keep an eye on. Just 10 guys I like better than, than maybe the, the national guys. So uh, TJ Hawkinson is my first pick there. Uh, Hawkinson absolutely has good chemistry uh, with Stafford, and he's looking really, really good. He's going up against the Tampa linebacking core uh, featuring Devin White, who's White likes to give up yards to tight ends. So um, Hawkinson's a good play there. We already talked about Corey Davis versus Green Bay, but I'm going to hit on all those Titans guys real quick. Um, I love Tannehill against Green Bay um, because he's going to have to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers, so he's going to have to throw a bit. I love Derrick Henry against Green Bay because Henry is a back that absolutely can just pound the rock on you. He's been running over everybody, and Green Bay has uh, a more or less a weak run defense, so so he's going to get his. Um, and I love Corey Davis uh, matched one-on-one with Kevin King against Green Bay. So three Titans I like really, really well in that one. Um, other guys I like this week, uh, yeah, we just talked about Stefan Diggs. I like Diggs a lot because he's not going up against Gilmore. Um, so you know Josh Allen's going to find him, get him the ball. Like Calvin Ridley going up against Kansas City. We don't know if Julio's going to play in that game. If Jones is out, uh, that makes Ridley the primary option. doesn't really matter either way um, because against Kansas City, Matt Ryan's going to have to throw a ton in order to, to keep them in the game, and Ridley's going to be a huge target in that case. Um, love Lev Bell against the Falcons. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, is doubtful for that game. So Bell will be the bell cow. And the Chiefs are going to want to run the ball. And they're going to want to get Lev primed for the playoffs. So that's a big spot for him. Uh, like David Montgomery against the Jacksonville uh, defense. Frankly, I like David Montgomery against anybody right now because he is absolutely rolling. And speaking of people going up against Jacksonville, uh, I like Mitchell Trubisky in this spot. That's a weird thing to say, but I do. I like him because Trubisky gets you a little bit of uh, ground game, 
and Trubisky also has some great targets, uh, not the least of which Darnell Mad Dog Mooney. I'm a big fan of him. Love the way he operates out there. And final pick, I like Baker Mayfield against the New York Jets. Um, Mayfield has been surging, and I think you'll continue to see that. Uh, Jets secondary is very weak, and Mayfield will exploit it. Well, that is going to do it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy that NFL action. I'll see you right back here for week 17, the final week of the NFL season. This has been NFL Picks with Gabe, an everything burrito production. (laughs) 